Soundprints Audio Magazine, a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind. Soundprints is underwritten by the American Printing House for the Blind and the Louisville Downtown Lions Club. I'm Carla Rushevel. I'm your host for this week's magazine. This is Soundprints for the week of June 21, 2015. Welcome to summer. Here in Louisville, there's no doubt that it's here. Temps in the 90s, humidity in the 90s, and lots of rain. We had a little soggy excitement this past week. Around 3 a.m. on Thursday morning, a major water main broke in Louisville. This wasn't just any old water main. It was a main pipe leading from the reservoir in the Crescent Hill area, and it resulted in some significant road closures and a boil water advisory for much of the city, including the Clifton-Crescent Hill area around the American Printing House for the Blind and the Kentucky School for the Blind. The advisory was lifted on Friday morning, and a new replacement pipe, five feet in diameter and 15 feet long, will be on the way from Chicago and will be installed this next week. There's been much interest in the availability of audio description on Netflix. The following announcement appeared on ACB email lists and on the ACB Facebook page on Thursday. The article title is Netflix debuts access improvements for the visually impaired. Netflix announced two improvements yesterday that should make finding and enjoying content easier for its visually impaired subscribers. First, it added a link to the bottom of its homepage that brings up TV shows and movies with audio descriptions. These shows and movies, there are currently 85 listed, have narration tracks that help the visually impaired follow the action. Many of Netflix's original shows have narration tracks. Bloodline isn't yet listed, but will have a narration track later this month. In its blog post, Netflix noted that Narcos, its upcoming drama about drug kingpin Pablo Escobar, will be its first title with a Spanish narration track when it premieres later this year. Netflix also announced that it's working with studios to get more narration tracks from them. It notes that shows like Glee and New Girl and movies like The Hunger Games, Catching Fire and How to Train Your Dragon 2 have tracks. This accessibility news comes just a day after Netflix announced a significant redesign to its website. The goal was to make the site feel more like an app and less like linked web pages. Subscribers can now explore content by hovering or clicking to bring up more detail or an image slideshow, adding more information within the page. While Netflix has begun a global rollout of the new design, it may take two weeks to reach all subscribers. The longest all-star basketball game for high school seniors happens right here in Kentucky and Indiana each year. Every year, the Kentucky all-star boys and girls teams 
play the Indiana All-Stars. This year, the first games were played on Friday night, June 12, in Lexington at Transylvania College, and the second set of games were played in Indianapolis the next night. The Hoosiers won both the boys and the girls series this year. Over the years, the Kentucky game has been a fundraiser for the Kentucky Lions Eye Foundation. Unfortunately, interest in the games has waned in recent years, especially with the advent and growth of so many other all-star games around the country. Last Sunday, June 14, Adam Rushevel, Patty Cox, and David Cox attended the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Quarterly meeting in Lexington. A good crowd was on hand, and the meeting was conducted by BCB Vice President Paul Weiss. It's always good to visit with the Bluegrass Council of the Blind. Finally, we'd like to give you a glimpse into the fun and successes that happened at the GLCB Friday event this past week. Kendall Perry beat us more experienced card sharks resoundingly for a second week in a row at a cutthroat game of Uno. Kendall noted that he was especially pleased because he just began learning to play cards at the GLCB Fridays in January. Deb Lewis began teaching loom knitting to Sue Ellen Milo Friday evening, and Sue Ellen is already well on her way to completing a little knitted pouch for her cell phone. Deanna Scoggins led a discussion on mental math tricks, and it was fun sharing shortcuts that don't depend on calculators. I worked with people who are building their family trees, and you can imagine how excited we all were when we found Deb Lewis's great-great-grandfather and grandmother and discovered that the great-great-grandfather was born in England in 1854. Two more things happened around ACB this week, one very good and one very sad. On Wednesday, ACB received a major award for our advocacy work over the years. On Thursday, we learned that Charlie Hodge passed away that morning. Charlie was from Arlington, Virginia, had been a board member of the American Council of the Blind and a member of the Board of Publications, and was a longtime member and avid supporter of ACB in every way. You'll hear more about both of these events on page two when we chat with Melanie Brunson, ACB Executive Director. On page three, we bring you some household tips that were shared at the June 12 Greater Louisville Council of the Blind Friday event. Deb Lewis led the discussion that evening, and she had collected many useful ideas, and we're going to share some with you. Sometimes it's difficult to find one good source for health information that's accessible and easy to use, but I have found just such a source. For a number of years, I've gone to Google, entered health or diet-related questions, and usually found good results at WebMD.com. About three months ago, I discovered that WebMD now has an iPhone app. I downloaded it from the App Store and was very pleased to discover that it is quite accessible. This app is packed with information about all things health-related. It even has recipes and information for parents and families, first aid details, and more. Listen as I demo the app on page 4. And on page 5 is the Soundprints calendar. Page 2. 
I'm speaking with Melanie Brunson, Executive Director of the American Council of the Blind. And Melanie had a big announcement earlier this week about a really fantastic award that was presented to ACB. And so she's going to tell us all about how this came to be. Welcome, Melanie. Thank you. It's great to be with you again. And indeed, it was a very exciting moment for ACB. We won a an award in Washington, D.C. that is pretty prestigious as awards go. Um, the award was called the Alfred McKinsey Award, and it was given to us by the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights. The Washington Lawyers Committee is a, a group of lawyers representing some of the most powerful law firms throughout the D.C. area. And what they do is they work with local counsel, local attorneys, to find attorneys who will take cases for people who otherwise might not be able to represent themselves. And uh, they, as their name implies, they handle mostly civil rights cases. They also do education law and some other issues that relate to public interest type litigation. And they work with local law firms when they become aware of a situation where someone needs help. For instance, we first got involved with them when we decided that we wanted to sue the local taxi companies for failing to transport people with service dogs. And we became aware of... um, the fact that we couldn't deal with it through the Taxi Cab Commission and other places. So we contacted them, and they are now um, working with us as co-counsel along with another large law firm to handle this case for us. So they have a very large luncheon. Their main event every year is this ceremony where they present awards, primarily to attorneys who help in their efforts. But this year, the American Council of the Blind was highlighted in their press release and in their video that they showed at the luncheon as their primary award recipient. The Alfred McKinsey Award is an award that they give to a client whose work results in significant civil rights victories. Oh my goodness. And yeah, and and ACB was designated this year to receive that award because they said they were aware of our previous efforts to get accessible currency and to get accessible format correspondence from the Social Security Administration and to get the Washington Metro system to put truncated domes on the platform so that you can find the edge and all of those kinds of efforts and they wanted to acknowledge ACB and so it was a tremendous honor we were highlighted in front of close to a thousand uh, DC um, government leaders and attorneys from all of the big law firms in the DC Maryland and Virginia areas so it was it was quite a quite a um, exciting experience for us and we we invited representatives from all of the local affiliates to come and share the occasion with us they gave us a table so we had a 10 10 of us there plus me and um 
and it was it was a wonderful time to celebrate the accomplishments of ACB. That is that is just absolutely incredible. You know, you 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 know that people get involved, and you know that people notice, and that but very very seldom do you have something like this that comes along and uh, where the sort of the other side of mm-hmm. of the advocacy process you know takes note and says oh look what you've done what you're doing is just really phenomenal and uh, so th- this was just when this announcement came out I read this and I thought it, it was just almost overwhelming to um, to realize that, you know, that we had been selected for this, mm-hmm. you know, really, really prestigious award. So well, it was for us too, because oh, yeah, you know, it's yes. it's great to be recognized by uh, you know the legal profession in particular. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, these are folks who've been practicing civil rights law for like twenty, thirty years. Right. And uh, they were saying, you know. ACB is an example to to us and to others, and it was just it was a very proud moment for all of us who were I'm there. I'm sure, and I'm sure that there was a plaque to go along with with. There all was. Of it. It's so. a very nice big plaque, and it's on a little stand, and it's in the front of the office. Wow! For all the world to see. Absolutely. Well, and there were people there. You said from the Virginia. Maryland and D.C. affiliates? Yes, there were, and um, and one of our board members, Pat Sheehan, was there, and the president of Guide Dog Users Incorporated was there, so mm-hmm. we were very well represented. Mm-hmm. Well, that is, that's just great. Um, I, I just really congratulate you all, and <clears throat> of course we'll be very interested in that taxicab case. Um, because I, I think that that I think we can all identify with mm-hmm. the with the issues in that case because uh, you'd be hard pressed to find a city that hasn't had a situation like that occur, and um, so I think that's going to be an interesting case as it as it kind of goes through the process and so on. Well, it will, and I know that a lot of people are watching to see what happens. They're also the ones that are handling our case involving the General Services Administration and the failure to make the website that federal contractors have to register with uh, accessible. So it's that we, we found our attorneys for that case through, through the auspices of the Washington Lawyers oh, Committee as well. Very, very good, very good. Hey, I, I'd like to ask you a couple of other things um, that have kind of been talked about on the lists in the last couple of days. Uh, do, there's been talk and, of course, news stories about the new $10 bill yep. that's coming out. <laughs> That they're considering putting a woman on and taking off good old Alexander Hamilton. Yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, um, there's been talk back and forth as to whether that's going to have tactile markings on it. Some say that the New York Times article said it would, and some said it wouldn't. And uh, I was wondering, do you have any more information on that? If that's going to have we tactile don't have markings? much except that on the Treasury Department's website. It does say at the very end of the blurb about the new bill mm-hmm. 
that the bill will also have a tactile feature for the blind and visually impaired on it. And, and of course, we know that the court order said that the advent of the tactile feature had to begin with the next generation of currency that was redesigned, and this bill is going to be the next generation, so they're really supposed to. Yes, yeah. So um, I guess the fact that it's there does, um, you know, give us, I mean, it, if if they don't do it and it's been there, that's going to just add fuel to the fire here, I think. That's true, and and they are very aware of that, I'm sure. So, you know, they have said that they're, 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 um, they haven't made any decisions about the details yet, but they, uh, at least they're not talking about having made any decisions, but... Mm-hmm. They are. They did put it on their website, and there was an article in the Washington Post this morning mm. discussing that as well and indicating that the Treasury says they are going to do it. It's, it's a question of when because the 2020 time frame that they mention in all of their publicity is what they described as a fluid time frame. Oh. Meaning they could put it off again. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> let's so hope far it they are saying they will do it. Yeah. Let's hope it doesn't wait until thirty thirty. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. So, um, well, that you know, they'll they'll get those new bills out there. So. At some point but they've got to do it happen. eventually. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because they have to do it every so often. Yeah, it, and it I think it. You know. We would like to be have the high the the accessible feature the highlight, but the truth of the matter is, politically now that they've said they want to have a woman on there, and they've kind of linked it in their publicity to to celebrating the anniversary of the women's hundredth anniversary of the women's right to vote, mm-hmm. which was given in 2020. They really have kind of boxed yeah. themselves yeah. into a political corner, I think. Yeah, I think they in have. In terms of their time frame. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, we, we like that. So, yeah, indeed. Yes, yeah. Um, and also wanted to um, just point out that um, a, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the sessions at the convention, uh, especially some in addition to general session that deal with advocacy and so on, uh, uh, will be broadcast on ACB radio. So people that maybe aren't coming to Dallas in a couple of weeks will um, be able to listen in. Um, I'm sure that Eric's legislative seminar is going to be part mm-hmm. of that. And, yes. Uh, so that that should be a, a good thing, and um, encourage people to listen to all of that information that's going to be out there. Um, also, I've, I've heard, uh, I'm, I'm sure that you probably know more about it maybe than I do, because I don't really know a whole lot, but that um, we are going to have a, a, an interesting speaker on Thursday morning at the convention, um, the Chinese uh the Chinese dissident that uh, mm-hmm. the blind person. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, um, and that should be uh, that should be something that people really would be interested in hearing about. So that's uh, that's going to be a, a good thing in Dallas. We're going to have a complete lineup next week, not on this this sound prints that we're um, talking. Uh, we're we're, we're 
having this interview for now, but on next week's Sound Prince, the one right before the convention, we're going to carry a complete um, lineup, hopefully, of all the things that ACB Radio is going to be broadcasting. Oh, so people will be able to tune in. Before we go, we um, I don't know if you saw the post last night that Charlie Hodge passed away yesterday. Did you, did I you did. See that? I saw it this morning. Yeah, and, you know, Charlie would have been so into this kind of thing. I mean... Oh, yes, most definitely. He would have been there. Oh, yeah. He, he would have been there in He'd, person. The and first person in the door. <laughs> That's probably true. Yes. That's probably true. Charlie, for those people who don't know Charlie Hodge... Um, it's it's hard to describe Charlie, but <laughs> but Charlie was a person who he 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 was an attorney, um, and he worked for uh, was it Department of Labor? Yes. Yeah, for a long for many years, retired from there. Mm -hmm. But I think Charlie was um, one of the people, one of the few people, probably the only person who. Uh, I'm sure could recite the ACB Constitution backwards and so. forwards <laughs> and the bylaws. Yeah, <laughs> yes, we used to call him the walking encyclopedia. Oh, absolutely, um, and and you know he could do resolutions pretty much that way could. too. Going he all could even back. do. Um, I remember one of my first conversations with Charlie after I moved here from California was about California politics. Oh my and I said, Charlie, how on earth do you know all this? You know more than I do, and I've lived my whole life in California. Yeah. And he just, it became apparent to me over the years, he, he paid attention to what was going on everywhere he did. in this country. And he absorbed it all, and he could spit it out at the appropriate time. I know. It was amazing. Yep. He would call me up and ask me about specific Kentucky politicians, and I'd say, mm -hmm. well, how'd you know about them? Well, I was just reading some yep. articles this morning. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he not only knew the, you know, you think, oh, well, if, if he knows what's in the, the ACB Constitution. But I'm going to tell you, he also could tell you dates and conventions and yep. the wording of amendments and resolutions that did not pass. That's right. <laughs> that was a scary thing because sometimes he would catch me on the, I'd, you know, I would get up and say something. Um, and let's say if it was something that was being discussed in 2010 in Phoenix, he would remind me that in 1984 mm -hmm. on the convention floor, I said something. In a particular was, city. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, and that, well, in 1984, you said so-and-so, and so mm -hmm. have you changed your mind? Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously yeah. I have, Charlie, you know. And yeah. he would just he would just do these things, mm -hmm. and I mean that I I don't know you know the rest of us have to look it all up. Yes, that's right. But Charlie, Charlie he had it in never his head. did. It was amazing. Yes, it certainly was. ACB is going to miss him. He was a a real supporter of ACB. Yep, so. he was, yeah. and he was the champion of the the life membership campaign you know to get yes. to increase the number of life members every oh, yes. year every year yeah. he wrote an article yeah. for the braille form he did. 
So we ought to go back and dust those articles off and continue to run them every year in Charlie's memory. <laughs> that, that's a, I think because that's a wonderful it, idea. It, it would be hard to write something that would be any better. You know, that's true. He was. That's true. Yeah, he just he really he was he was a a, a different and exceptional person in mm-hmm. in ACB. And you know another thing, Melanie, Charlie would run for the board, or he'd run for the BOP, or whatever. And if he won, great. And if he didn't, he didn't go away mad. He just came back and ran the next time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so he was he was the essence of a good campaigner um Mm -hmm. he knew the politics in the organization and you know and knew the history he wasn't among the original people in acb but he certainly knew as much or more about it than almost anybody probably than i think he did yeah Mm -hmm. and you know and i don't think and even oral i don't think oral oral I don't think could recite the Constitution. You know? No, I, I doubt it. I yeah. think you'd have to look it up too. I don't think so. <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking time to talk with us, and again, congratulations on the award, and certainly convey that to Eric and Kelly and Sharon. I mean, everybody in the office. It takes it takes a team it to does. to accomplish Absolutely. something like that. Well, Melanie, I'm going to tell you. You all really, really pulled it off this week. That was great. (laughs) What can I say? Yeah, it was fun. It was one of those moments that you kind of go, yes, this is why we are here. This is very cool stuff. Find books and more in accessible media with APH's free of charge Louis database. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Locate accessible educational materials from nearly 200 different agencies. APH products and textbooks can also be located using Louie. New extended searching now available with free Louie Plus. Visit soon. HTTP colon slash slash L-O-U-I-S dot A-P-H dot org. Many book materials help Braille users jot notes quickly. Pull APH's mini-book Braille binder out of your pocket and begin to write on the mini-book slate in just seconds. Materials are sold separately so that you can choose the combination that's right for you. Call the American Printing House for the Blind, toll-free, 800-223-1839, or visit www.aph.org. Page 3. I'm... Deb Lewis, and I'm doing the household tips, mainly kitchen ones today, but I have a few others. Um, In the kitchen, a tip of mine is that when I'm measuring something like flour or sugar, I like to put my canister in the sink, because if I spill, I can clean it up real easily. And uh, that's one thing you can do when you're wanting to not make a mess on your counters. Or work on a tray. A, if you have a nice big plastic or you know, tray, like a tray from a restaurant, that type of a tray, or you could use a tray to work on something with sides, or a cookie sheet that has sides. And that way, if you spill flour, you, you know you can just tip it back over <coughs> the canister, or just rinse it off in the sink and be done with it. Okay, use a plastic knife to cut brownies. 
and the reason is it glides through the the uh, glides through the brownies and it doesn't cause sticking or crumbing. So you end up with a lot of crumbs. Don't use the plastic one, and you do end up with a bunch of crumbs. Don't throw those crumbs away. <laughs> you could eat them, or you could put them in a plastic Ziploc bag, stick them in the freezer, and next time you have ice cream, sprinkle the brownie cr crumbs on top of your ice cream. If you want to make cream-filled cupcakes, use a melon baller to scoop out a hole in each cupcake. Then add the cream and cover with the scooped out piece of uh, cake. And you will have uniform, uniform holes and perfectly filled cupcakes. Uh, baking with eggs or milk. Rinse the mixing bowls in cold water before washing because hot water makes these foods stick more. Okay, you've got some, uh, some taco seasoning and it isn't just for tacos. Uh, you could try sprinkling some into scrambled eggs or uh, scrambled egg whites. Or you could mix some into meatloaf for a little something different. After buying a roll of pork sausage, try cutting it into patties, then freezing on a wax paper covered cookie sheet. Then when it's frozen, they're frozen, place them into a resealable bag and just take out what you need to cook with. You know, if you only want to make Three pieces of sausage, save the rest for another time. To drain excess fat from uh, cooked ground beef, try using a slice of bread <laughs> to blot the meat and take up the, it takes up the uh, grease. Uh, when you're doing your dishes and you've got greasy things to deal with, you can add a fourth teaspoon, or a good squirt, I would say, of white vinegar to the dishwater. Oh, there's our vinegar again. There's your vinegar. <laughs> That's another one we didn't have in the list we the had. Vinegar cuts grease. Yeah. So you're cleaning the microwave, peel an orange. <coughs> Put the peels in a microwave-safe bowl, cover with water, then uh, zap on high for five minutes. The steam will uh, loosen build up while the orange peel citric kills bacteria. Wipe out the mic with a damp cloth and even the most caked on food should come right off. Add two tablespoons of vinegar, there we go again, to <laughs> eggs before boiling them. And when you're making hard boiled eggs, it keeps them from breaking, usually. Do you like the flavor of onion in your mashed potatoes? I've never tried that. Boil an onion along with the peeled potatoes. The potato will absorb the flavor from the onion. Before mashing the potatoes, throw away the onion. Mash potatoes up to two hours before serving time. Keep them warm in a slow cooker. Set on low. Add butter or milk just before serving or butter and milk before serving. Instead of buying a tub of spreadable margarine, just use your electric mixer to whip together a stick of butter and a third cup of 
canola oil. This will last up to a month in the refrigerator and you won't be getting all the trans fats in margarine. If you have creases or, on, uh, or wrinkles in a new plastic tablecloth or shower curtain, use your hair dryer on low and wave it over those wrinkles and creases. They will soften and go away. That's I interesting. thought that was neat. That is a neat one. I hadn't really thought of it. It's time to eat berries. There's berries all over the stores right now. To keep berries fresh for up to a week or, or more, in a big bowl, mix one part vinegar and ten parts water. So that would be like half a cup of vinegar to um, five cups of water. And put the berries in and gently swish them around then drain and pat them dry and store in the refrigerator. The, dilu the diluted vinegar won't leave as a uh, taste on, on the berries but will kill mold, spurs, and bacteria. Do this with any fruit and especially remember when you buy bananas uh, the bug man <laughs> told me this when you bring your bananas into the house, take them right over to the sink and rinse them off because a lot of times there's those little gnats that fly around in kitchens and they come in on the bananas. And they, there could be little eggs on there and a couple of days after you bring the bananas in the house, all of a sudden you've got little gnats flying around the, around the top of your cupboards and mm -hmm. in your kitchen. My daughter makes perfectly, oh, just perfectly cooked pancakes for her kids and her husband and then she makes hers last and she burns them on one side. And her husband said, why do you always burn your pancakes? She said, because mom always did. <laughs> and that's how I'm used to them. But that pancakes aren't good unless they're real crispy and yeah, almost exactly. burnt around the edges. Get burnt food off a pan by putting very hot water in the pan with two black tea, black tea, tea bags. Leave it overnight and rinse, wipe clean in the morning. You want to cool down an overheated dog. Here's, and not one that you cooked either. <laughs> Just one that's been uh, outside cool, walking cool too much. Over, overheated yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you want to cool down your dog because it's overheated. Like Wipe the paws with rubbing alcohol. It will lower the body temperature. I wonder if that would work with our feet. Try it out on people. Uh -huh. Yeah. Those were the tips I gathered. The Kentucky Council of the Blind and its chapters provide information, advocacy, activities, and telephone support for people who are blind or visually impaired. Join our email list, visit our website, and of course, listen to Soundprints each and every week. To learn more, call us at 502-895-4598, drop us an email at kcb at igloo.com, or visit our website at kentucky-acb.org. Page four. For several years, I've used a website called WebMD.com. It has all kinds of information about various types of medical conditions, both serious and not so serious. It has recipes and it has much, much information that is just useful in all kinds of situations. I recently discovered that WebMD has an app for the iPhone, 
and it's very accessible. There are some parts of it that are a little tricky, um, and it really has a lot of information, too much for us to review today, but I thought that we would review some parts of it just because it has applications in it that could be helpful to us in our day-to-day -day lives. So I'm going to demonstrate part of it for you as I talk about the app. I open the app and on the uh, front page Search web and the healthy target button. are several things. There's healthy target, health tools, healthy button. health tools, healthy living, healthy living, food and recipes, food button. and recipes. That's a good part. Saved settings. And then places where you can check what you've saved and also the settings. Now I haven't actually set up a profile or, uh, or or individual settings for this app because I can find the information that I want just by looking for general terms. But um, we're going to look first at the health tools. Saved. Food, health, health, healthy target. Let's health see. tools. Health tools. Select. Icon map. Button. Right. And at any point... If, if you're in a section such as Health Tools and you want to go back to the main menu, um, it says Icon Nav NAV, and that's what that button says, and that will take you back to that main screen. So I'm now on the Health Tools screen, and here's what we have. Search web and symptom a checker. Search. We have a symptom checker. We'll look at that in a little bit. Medication reminders. Medication reminders. It can make sure you take all your pills on time. Conditions. Conditions. Medicine. Medicine. Refill and transfer prescriptions. Refill. By Walgreens. Refill and transfer subscriptions, and this is a Walgreens-based part of the app. First aid information. First aid information. That can be really handy. As a blind person, it is sometimes difficult to have first aid information at your fingertips when you need it. Um, there used to be, you know, books of first aid information and um, and then you take a first aid course and you're supposed to memorize it all. Well, a sighted person has that little first aid manual they could refer to in the first aid kit. But we have not always been fortunate enough to have that available. Of course, it's possible to put a file of that information in a note taker or whatever. But here it is right on your iPhone at your fingertips and searchable. Local health listings. Local health listings is another part of this health tool. Um, you can have it uh, use the um, location capabilities within the iPhone, and you can find hospitals, doctors, um, and pharmacies based on where you are located. Medical terms. And then, of course, there's medical terms, and that can let you enter a term you're not familiar with and see what it means. Tests and procedures. Tests and procedures, and it will explain those. So let's go back conditions. and symptom checker. let's Search just look at symptom what checker. the symptom checker, how that works. Symptom, symptom checker. And back okay, um, and at the top of each of these screens in these subsections is a back arrow, so you can move back by one screen if you wish. Symptom checker. The Add symptom it. checker basically has a body, and the sighted person would tap on part of that of the body. Let's say if you had a knee problem, you'd tap on the knee. If you had a uh, a, a stomach pain, you'd tap on the abdomen. Um, you, 
you had a shoulder pain, you tap on the shoulder. Uh, but those body, the all of the body from the head to the toe are also listed and available. And they do speak, so it's very, very accessible. Open profile. Um, and here you can open a profile where you could have saved some information about yourself. But as I said, I didn't do that. Selected. We're going to just get list. a list. Selected. list. And that's always two. very accessible. And I'm just going to move up because that's at the bottom of the screen. And Body. so the first Help. thing we're going to find. Flip. Jaw. Mouth. Jaw. All right. Neck. So. Jaw. Mouth. Ears. Face. Nose. Eyes. Head. All right. So we have body parts and we can choose one. Let's say that we chose eyes, nose, face, ears. Ears. Sounds good. Symptoms. BTN okay. back arrow. So now we have symptoms related to ears. Symptoms. Ears. Bleeding. Bleeding. Bruising or discoloration. Bruising or discoloration. Drainage or pus. Drainage or pus. Ear Hearing ache. Loss. Hearing Itching loss. Itching or burning. Lump or bulge. Lump or Multiple bulge. Of different ages. Multiple bruises of different ages. Numbness or tingling. Numbness or pain tingling, or pain ringing or discomfort, in ringing in the ears. Let's see about ringing in the ears. My symptoms. BT, my symptoms. All right, so then we come add, up. Add symptom bar button. Button. We can add ears. symptoms. Adding. We have Delete ringing in ears. we have Switch ringing button. in ears as one ringing symptom. View now, conditions. we can view button. possible conditions at this point, or we can add another symptom if we wish. We're just going to view the possible conditions. View possible co possible conditions. Possible con exposure to loud noise. Exposure to loud noise. Aspirin poisoning. Aspirin poisoning. Tinnitus. Tinnitus. Meniere's disease. Meniere's disease. Labyrinthitis. That sounds wicked. Okay, so let's tinnitus. choose the tinnitus. Conditions. Be conditions. And share. About WebMD. Link. Oh, let's see. By Andrew C. National oh, Library then comes BTN a screen. This screen tells us all about this condition. Conditions. Share. Tinnitus. Heading level Tinnitus. Two. Ringing in the ears. Ringing in the ears. Symptoms. Heading level and three. let's see what it says. Tinnitus symptoms. And I'm going to let the iPhone play for you here a little bit. This can cause a buzzing or ringing, usually in both ears. Some people find the noise so oppressive that they have trouble sleeping, hearing, or thinking clearly. Tinnitus? Check your symptoms. Link. Tinnitus overview. Heading levels. Tinnitus is a ringing, buzzing, clicking, hissing, or roaring sound in the ears. Older people with hearing loss and people with hearing damage from loud noises, musicians, factory workers, construction workers, and others are more likely to have tinnitus. Tinnitus is usually mild. Most people get used to it. It's rarely a sign of a serious medical problem. Even so, severe cases can be disabling, causing depression, memory problems, anxiety, and fatigue. Treatments help relieve the symptoms or clear up the underlying problem. Go to the tinnitus directory. Link. What to expect. Heading level 3. Many things cause tinnitus. Loud noises. Excess earwax. High blood pressure. Ear or sinus infections. Thyroid problems. Meniere's disease. And even drug side effects. Depending on the cause, tinnitus may fade on its own or get worse. Many people get used to the sound. Treatments can improve hearing loss or cancel out the ringing of tinnitus. Sometimes. Controlling an underlying condition or changing medicines will clear out the symptoms. And so there's much more information about that. This type of article is available with each condition. And uh, sometimes you can have a choice of several different articles uh, and additional information. 
actually what this has done is link me to the WebMD website uh, with all of the of, of its associated links and articles. Now in going back to the main page for the health tools, uh, if you'll recall they had um, medication reminders, conditions, and so on. The, under the conditions and tests, those types of sections, they are arranged alphabetically. There is a table index that you can use, but the table index does not appear to display properly uh, when you're using the iPhone with voiceover. So I have found that it is more effective, it is a little bothersome, but it eventually gets you there to just um, use the three finger um, flip, move up the pages with your th three fingers uh, flipping up on the screen um, in order to move up or conversely uh, using your three finger down um, to move back uh, in the alphabetical listing. And it may take you several uh, page changes to get to what you want especially if it's pretty far down in the alphabet because there are something like about 800 different conditions that it lists. Medication reminders. Now the medication reminders, conditions. we're not going to go into that Medicine. one right now. There's also um, a listing of different medicines so you can find out what that medicine is that's being prescribed for you. Um, you can learn about side effects and all kinds Refund of other things. Prescriptions. Um, first aid information. We've already talked about the first aid information. Uh, we'll just look at that for a quick second. First aid. BTN back first aid. Search first aid. Table index. Capital A. Um, this has that table index that really doesn't work very well. So you have to move up and down uh, your pages with your three finger motion up and down on your screen. Um, but I'm going to go to allergic reactions. allergic reactions because we often have allergies to things. So that's a common first aid. problem ATM that we might need some first aid button. for. First aid. So Share. under first aid, first aid emergency message. allergic reaction treatment. Allergic reaction two. treatments. Call 911 now if bullet. See. Call 911 now if the person has had severe reactions in the past or has any of these symptoms. Heading so it says to call 911 if you've had severe allergic reactions in the past or have any of the following bullet. symptoms. List difficulty breathing. Uh, difficulty breathing. Tightness in the throat. Tightness in the throat. Bullet. Other symptoms of a severe allergic Other reaction. Other symptoms. Anaphylaxis. Uh, of a severe allergic reaction like anaphylaxis. One, treat symptoms. Okay. Then three. it gives us the treatments for allergic reactions. Okay, Bullet. so first list for mild allergy symptoms, such as hay fever or hives, given over the counter, OTC, antihistamine, list end. Okay. So for mild allergic sim allergy symptoms such as hay fever, uh, and over the counter antihistamine. Bullet for stuffy nose, given OTC decongestant. List end. So an over-the-counter decongestant for a stuffy nose. Bullet. For itchy, watery eyes. Use OTC allergy eye drops. List end. Okay. Over-the-counter allergy eye drops if you have Bullet. itchy eyes. List. For itchy allergic rash. Apply cold compresses and an OTC hydrocortisone cream. List cold end. compresses and an over-the-counter hydrocortisone cream for Two. allergic follow rashes. And three. then it gives you follow-up. And, and that also can be read either on your iPhone or I'm actually reading mine with an Apex right now. BTM so um, the Apex First is Bluetooth to my iPhone. So it's very, very um, easy to move around on the screens. 
Okay, the last section that I want to demo today in this app are the food and recipes section. Um, there, when you first click on food and recipes off of the main menu, it brings Double you to cards. a screen. Icon map, food and recipes, carousel top, contest worthy, find a recipe, that, based on your um, diet and other personal tastes. has a find a recipe capability, and then it shows you some sample recipes, some of which you may think sound good, and some Feature of which you recipes. may say, ugh. Um, Feature recipes, right now it brought up tuna pasta, tuna pasta with ar olives Saucy and artichokes, and I don't fry. think I'll choose that. But saucy coconut chicken stir fry might be pretty good. So I'm going to tap on that and see what happens. Let's see. Food and recipes. Saucy coconut chicken recipe highlights. Thai flavors of coconut and basil come together in this fresh and spicy chicken and cabbage stir fry. If your family prefers a milder meal, forego the jalapeno. Serve with rice noodles and mango slices. So it gives you a little overview of the recipe. Uh, it gives you a suggestion if you don't want such a hot version uh, as is given here because this is a Thai recipe. I would certainly go for the milder version and gives you serving suggestions. Ingredients. Uh, and then the ingredients and they are very readable as well. Often recipe apps are not especially readable. Uh, in looking for some recipes on here I found some interesting recipes that were desserts of course and you can search for either recipe or for uh, you can follow the categories. So this is another tool that's involved in the um, in the WebMD. Hope you've enjoyed this review and I hope to bring you some other accessible apps and other sound prints. Page 5, the Soundprints calendar. Unless otherwise indicated, you can join conference calls listed on this calendar by dialing 605-475-6006 and entering code 294444. Most in-person activities sponsored by the Greater Louisville Council of the Blind are held at the United Crescent Hill Ministries, 150 South State Street in Louisville. Help GLCB with planning its activities by signing up in advance. Call 502-895-4598 to register for GLCB events. Bluegrass Council of the Blind activities are held at the BCB office, unless otherwise indicated. It's located at 1093 South Broadway, Suite 1230 in Lexington. Register for BCB events and activities by calling them at 859-259-1834. The Bluegrass Council of the Blind Assistive Technology Demonstrations and Training take place on Friday morning at the BCB office. Be sure to give them a call for more information about these activities. Don't just drop in without making an appointment ahead of time. On June 24, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will hold its next VIP meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office. Lunch will be provided, and their topic this month is in-home health assistance. Be sure to call for information. On June 26, the GLCB Friday will include the following activities. Education and technology from 3.30 to 6 p.m. The topic for general discussion will be tipping, when and how to tip. 6.15 will be dinner, $5 per person, and from 7 to 10 will be crafts, games, and the GLCB Coffee House. Be sure to call to register for these events. 
On June 27, the American Printing House for the Blind will hold its first film festival for the summer. From 12.30 to 3 p.m., visit the APH Museum for the first of three documentary films about blindness, followed by moderated discussion. The activity is free. It's suitable for older children and adults. Register by calling the museum at 502-899-2213. Activities for July include July 3 through 11, the 54th Annual ACB Conference and Convention in Dallas, Texas. If you can't make it to the convention, listen to Sound Prince next week for a complete lineup of programs and workshops that will be broadcast on ACB Radio during the week. On July 9, the Northern Kentucky Council of the Blind will hold its next conference call meeting at 7 p.m. Call 605-475-4700 and enter code 155-619. On July 13, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its next community outing from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Call the BCB office for more information. On July 14, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind Board will meet from 9 to 10.30 a.m. at the BCB office. And on July 14, the Support Alliance of the Visually Impaired, SAVVY, will have its next meeting in Owensboro from 1 to 3 p.m. Central Time. The meeting is at Wing Avenue Baptist Church, 628 Wing Avenue. Call Rick Bogus at 270-684-4418 for more information. July 15 and 16 is the Gateways to Independence Summer Institute for Vision Teachers at the Kentucky School for the Blind. The topic is Making the Move to Unified English Braille Principles and Practice. The presenters will be Mary Frances DeAndrea and Mary Nell McLennan. Both are experts on this topic. For more information, call KSB at 502-897-1583. July 18 is the next Braille for the Sighted Workshop for Young People at the Printing House, 10.30 in the morning to 12.30. It's the second of two workshops on Braille basics, and you'll also practice writing on a Braille slate and a Braille writer. Advanced students will learn about Braille contractions, whole word signs, and more. This is best for children ages 8 to 14. It's free. Call the Printing House at 502-899-2213 to sign up. On July 19, the KSB alumni will meet by conference call, and on June 20, the KCB board will meet by conference call, both at 8 p.m. On July 22, the Bluegrass Council of the Blind will have its July VIP meeting from noon to 2 p.m. at the BCB office in Lexington. It will include lunch and a presentation on self-advocacy by Carla Rushevel from the Kentucky Council of the Blind. On July 24, the GLCB Fridays will resume, including education and technology, dinner, and games and crafts. July 25 is another APH Film Festival from 1230 to 3 at the Museum at the Printing House. On July 26, ACB families will meet by conference call. On July 27, Guide Dog Users of Kentucky will hold its next membership call at 7 p.m. on the conference line. And on July 31, GLCB will have its last Friday event of the month, including a special program that will be announced on next week's Soundprints.
If you have questions about the Kentucky Council of the Blind or need information on resources for people with vision loss, call us at 502-895-4598 or email us at kcb at com. Sound Prince is a production of the Kentucky Council of the Blind and is heard each week on ACB Radio Mainstream at acbradio.org, Central Kentucky Radio I at radioi.org, and the KCB website at www.kentucky-acb.org. Complete schedule information is also available on the website. Sound Prince is underwritten by the Louisville Downtown Lions Club, and by the American Printing House for the Blind. This is Carla Rushable for Sound Prints. Have a great week, everybody.